it is a passive kind of ignorance, we move about in a foggy bliss of unawareness. If we make ourselves ignorant, if we actively delude ourselves, then we are making a terrible mistake. Making a terrible mistake. We rob ourselves of the clarity of truths. We miss the beauty as well as the full depth and worth of the universe. Good morning, everyone. This is Nube Brown coming at you from California Prison Focus, Prison Focus Radio here on KPOO, San Francisco 89.5. And on the World Wide Web, you can turn into us at kpoo.com. Good morning. I just noticed that that word calm, C-O-M, is also pronounced like calm, C-A-L-M. So I hope, sorry, C-A-L-M. And I hope all of you are able to, in this time, feel some sense of calm at any time during your day. Um, Things are crazy out there. Uh, People are concerned. People are fearful. Um, But there's also, there's hopefulness and movement and beautiful, beautiful action being taken. I really want to continue on with kind of the energy of positive action moving forward um, in this time because it's really an opportunity for us to focus on our humanity, focus on the beautiful parts of us that want to care for one another because a lot of the work that's being done really to get things going and make sure that people are being taken care of is by the people. There really is um, an effort of the sentiment of all power to the people and beautiful, beautiful work is being done on the ground. People are moving in the best ways that they can to make sure that people are getting housing and food um, and just the care that they need um, in these very uncertain times. I did want to just name a few, especially for those folks on those organizations that are working specifically with prisoner rights issues um, and for... um, calling for the what's really being called the mass decarceration um, to release people that are inside, that are immune compromised, elderly, have sentences um, that are short pre, uh, pre-trial detainees, um, Um, immigrants issues. There are just so many people that are doing things to make sure that we are 
tackling, handling, paying attention to the people that are most vulnerable so that we are not only subjecting people to dying from COVID-19, but also making sure that they're not spreading it out further. Um, and we really need to get a handle on this. And there are a lot of people and organizations that are doing things despite the ineptness of our government. So I just wanted to um, say organizations like IWOC, Surge, RAP, SE Group, Color of Change, Ella Baker Center, CCWP, Interfaith Movement of Human Integrity, PHSS, Critical Resistance. So um, let me read out some of those. So IWOC is Incarcerated Workers Organizing Committee. Surge is Showing Up for Justice. RAP is Release Aging People in Prison. The ESSE Group, Color of Change, Ella Baker Center, CCWP, California Coalition of Women Prisoners, Interfaith Movement for Human Integrity, All of Us Are None, LSPC, Legal Services for Prisoners with Children, PHSS, Prisoner Human Rights, Prisoner Human Strike Solidarity Coalition, Critical Resistance, and of course, California Prison Focus. These are just some of the groups that are doing work on the ground for the rights of, of prisoners um, and how this, this COVID virus COVID-19 is affecting them and their families. And with that also, I want to send a big shout out to all of our friends, families, loved ones, and their family members attached to them on the inside. And I want to tell you that we are actually out here fighting for you. Work is being done. You are not forgotten. Um, please keep yourself safe as much as you can. We understand um, the difficulties um, of your situation in there, and we are working on it en masse. There's a, just a lot of amazing work, and that is just a few of the uh, groups that I have mentioned. There are many, many, many others. Um, I have failed to write them all down, but um, know that you are not forgotten, that you are um, uh, it, more than that. There is really beautiful work being done out here. We we have you in our hearts and on our minds. And um, I, I think also with that, I just want to say continue to communicate with us, um, continue to write to us at California Prison Focus um, and tell us what is going on with you, how you're feeling, what you, what you see. Continue to write the letters. I know letters are coming in. But for those of you that um, are, are not, um, please, if you are listening, please write to us. We want to hear from you. You can write to us at California Prison Focus 4408 Market Street, Suite A, Oakland, California, 94608. And of course, anyone can visit us on our website at www.prisons.org. And you can always, I again, um, send me um, send me your thoughts at newbayatprisons.org. I definitely want to hear from you. Um, along with some of the other groups that um, are doing some work, to, doing work to... Um, to advocate for support 
the prisoners inside. The prison law office just put out something this morning that I'd like to read to you. On March 25th, 2020, attorneys from the prison law office and the law firm of Rosen, Bean, Galvin, and Grunfield filed an emergency motion in the three-judge panel of the Coleman v. Newsom and Plata v. Newsom, the long-running California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation, CDCR, prison overcrowding lawsuits to order CDCR to immediately reduce the population of incarcerated people because of the unacceptable risk of harm from COVID-19. The emergency motion asks that the federal court order CDCR to reduce the population density in crowded dorms and living spaces to a level that would allow social distancing by releasing to parole or post-release community supervision all people who are at low risk as determined by CDCR's risk assessment instruments or are serving a term for a nonviolent offense or are paroling within the year. The motion also asks that CDCR release or relocate all incarcerated people who are at high risk of COVID-19, including people aged 65 and over, people with chronic lung disease or moderate to severe asthma, people who have severe heart conditions, people who are in immune immunocompromised, for example, due to cancer treatment, bone marrow or organ transplantation, immune deficiencies, poorly controlled HIV or AIDS, or prolonged use of immune weakening medications, people with severe obesity, people with uncontrollable diabetes, people with renal failure, people with liver disease, and people who are pregnant. So this just came out, um, and uh, this is at the uh, prison law this prison law office. So um, you can uh, contact Sarah Norman, S. Norman at prisonlaw.com or Michael Bean at M. Bean, that's B-I-E-N, at rbgg.com for more information. And the court filings are here at uh, www.prisonlaw.com slash news slash cdcr dash covid dash 19 slash those are forward slashes so again um there's there's really great work being done um to um to try and take care of our very vulnerable population of um, incarcerated people inside so um Please hang in there as best you can. We care about you. We love you. We got you out here. I really want to continue to give a shout out to KPOO for providing this platform for Prison Focus Radio. Um, It's the only one that I know of that's a standing station that really speaks and gives a whole hour to um, incarcerated people and their issues. All right. So with that said... I, we are lucky to have, we're going to be very fortunate to have uh, Minister King X joining us on the line in just a minute here. Minister King X of Cage Universal and is now the co-director of California Prison Focus is going to be joining me just after I uh, put us on a short musical break. So um, we're going to go to that and then we'll be back with Minister King X. This is delicious vitamin C brightness. Tropicana, sip your sunshine. Uh, I think so. Let's see. Oh, maybe we are not. Let's go to this music. 
Okay, so... Give me one more minute here. Huh. All right. It looks like we are not um, having the music show up. So just give me one more second here. And see what I can do to make this happen. All right. We oftentimes have a few of these little um, technical difficulties. Let's see what we can do. Hold on one more moment.
Today I'm going to show you the five foods you must avoid eating. Okay, folks, give me one second. Here we go. Hello, Minister King. Okay, hold on. Here we go. Okay, are you with us, Minister King? Yes, this is Minister King. Are you with us? Yes, I'm with you. I'm here. How you doing? Minister King, do we have you on the line? Yes, I'm here. Okay, hold on one second. Let's see what we can do. Do we have you on the line, Minister King? I'm here. Can you he hear does, me? He can't hear me. Okay, I hold on me. one second. I'm here. Minister King, are you there? I'm here. Okay, can you hold can you hear me, Minister King? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, there you are. Fantastic. Okay, sorry about that. We seem to, it's all good. All right, thank you folks for your patience. Minister King, we are so happy to have you with us. How you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you holding up this morning? Oh, I'm focused under these conditions. I'm still focused, uh, you know. Uh, standing with the unbroken and I'm loving that the people regardless of what we're going through out here we're still all together and uh, it's a united front to eradicate this corona and a whole lot of other things for it so yeah I'm feeling healthy I'm focused fantastic that is so what we need that is just the sentiment we are hoping to really put out here over the airwaves this morning so it's really great to have you so one of the things that i um i put out um is i talked about or just mentioned a lot of the organizations or some of the organizations that are out there working on the behalf of of our incarcerated community and how vulnerable they are and the call to release those that are most vulnerable and of course California prison focus um, through the liberate the caged voices campaign uh, created a, this beautiful demand letter of course you are a part of that so oh, Mr. King I think we lost you okay all right, folks, um, we'll just be here uh, for one moment while we get Minister King back on. Somehow we lost him. And um, so basically what I was talking about, though, is this demand letter that um, was put out by California Prison Focus. And I definitely want to read that, hopefully with Minister King on the line. I'd really love for us to be doing this together. Um, so I'll give him a minute to call back. All right, let's see what we've got here. Give me one second, and I think we're going to get him on the line again. Okay. Here we go. Let's see what we got. Minister King, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I guess we have a bad reception. Okay. All right. Hold on one second. All right. Do we have you? Yeah, yeah. We have a bad reception. Can we go back to you uh, uh, talking about the um, the other organizations? 
Oh, hold on one second, Minister King. Okay. All right. Are you there? We got you? Yeah. Okay, fantastic. All right. Okay, sorry about that. We are, um, you know, this is how we do it, folks. Um, sometimes in the midst of it all, we get, we have these technical difficulties, and we're just going to work through them together. Okay. Minister King, I really wanted to talk about this demand letter that California Prison Focus put out. And um, it's a very powerful demand letter to the governor. So I would love for us to read it together if you are into that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before, before we go into the letter, I just want to say something for the record. Right? Please, please. That, that you have a lot of organizations out there doing a lot of good work whether it's the um, Prison Hunger Strike Solidarity Coalition, uh, the System Warriors, uh, uh, and then you got also this new thing that they just uh, brought to my attention, uh, Care Not Cages. So I just want to say that we stand in solidarity with every coalition that's out there trying to bring our brothers and sisters home. Absolutely. But when we talk about this particular class, this demand note, there is no separation. There is no, This is to bring more solidarity to say that from 2011 to 2013, uh, CDC was put on fair and constructive notice through the uh, litigation of the Oscar class. So that's what this is from. This is an ongoing uh, petition to get our elders home because this is part of the prison human rights uh, blueprint. So this is basically um, the focal point from solitary confinement to now that bring our elders home. And we're asking through, through the open, utilize uh, this conversation to allow it to be inclusive enough to say, aren't we all human? That's it right there. Thank you. Yes, aren't we all human? This is such a beautiful time to be uplifting humanity and and acting in humanitarian ways. And it's beautiful to see, it is beautiful to see that solidarity and to be a part of it. Yeah. Are we on air? Uh, what we are on air. I hear you. Hey, how you doing? This is Brother Jay. Um, oh, I'm in Hold on, hold on. Hold on, yeah, babe. My phone, my phone clicked over. Just, we still have a technical difficulty. Hold on, Jay. Okay, I'm still, I'm here with you. We got you. She, she introducing us right now. Okay, it's good. Oh, good. Do we, we have somebody else on the line? You brought somebody else on the line with us. You have, you have another delegate. I, I didn't have a chance. That's what we was having the technical difficulties because I was trying to, uh, bring you up, uh, up to speed what was going on. We got a, a lot of, uh litigants is trying to uh, participate behind the demands and they'd like to weigh in with their opinions whatnot regarding um you know this coronavirus and how it affects everyone okay this is fantastic this is a wonderful surprise listeners this is great you know um there is something that i wanted to um to to read before um we continue 
because okay. um, iWalk has put out this wonderful. Um, uh, let me let me just read it. So um, I, I want it's a it's it's kind of a it's something it's it's a it's a it's a tool it's a resource that they put out and I want to make sure that we get this in here before um, uh, we get into the letter and so I and I want you guys to hear it as well because I think it's really important so um, the incarcerated workers organizing committee in partnership with fight toxic prisons have created the COVID-19 prison hotline for incarcerated or detained people to call when they have coronavirus symptoms, when there's an outbreak in their unit or when they're being denied adequate medical care for coronavirus. Our aim is to be an ear and a voice for the unheard. We want to know where and when there is an outbreak so that we can mo help mobilize support networks and media to lift up the demands of the people on the inside. If you know someone in prison, jail or detention center pass this message to them however you can we have dedicated volunteers ready to take their call at 410-449-7140 that number again is 410-449-7140 please let us know that facilities sorry Please let us know what facilities your people are in when you tell them about the hotline so we can make sure we fund an in advance pay account for the facility. If the facility uses a phone service other than Global Tellink, please contact us before sharing the hotline and we'll do our best to set up the necessary infrastructure. You can reach us at iwoc.crc at protonmail.com. And um, we will put this up on our website um, as well, but um, it's also in Spanish. So they did send over a Spanish um, uh, uh, version, okay? But um, I wanted to make sure that people got that number and the, um, and the email as well. So again, one more time, that number is 410-449-7140. And they also can be reached at iwoc.crc at protonmail.com. Okay, guys. All right, Minister King, I am going to let you introduce your, um, your comrade. Uh, okay, so we got my... Uh my comrade, uh, <laughs> like you say, <laughs> Jay Burton. Jay Burton is a, is is one of the brothers that's been doing a lot of work, and um, he's a, he's a, he's a, a, a activist. And the thing about Jay Burton, he don't look for no notoriety. He's a people's person. So when you talk about humanity in every aspect, he's he's helping everybody. And I'm always like, when you go help yourself, you know. So that's where we at right now. The conversation is the biggest conversation is when do those freedom fighters start getting relief? The same relief that CDC is getting everybody else. This is why we need to be inclusive to make sure nobody is lost when the tide is turning. So I think nobody we could go back to bring everybody up to speed to the letter, and then we could uh, hear what Jay Burton got to say about that. Okay, that's fantastic. If possible. We can. Oh, yeah, I'm here. I'm open for any questions, any answers, or whatever we have to do to get the word out. 
And um, I heard you were speaking on the uh, coronavirus. If we're going to tackle that first, uh, I can't state some things that's been going on within the prison system. There has been a couple of cases of outbreaks at this prison alone. Uh, from my understanding is that this is the first prison that it has hit them hit. And um, it also been told to us that some staff have brought it in to, that some staff had actually brought it in and it has affected, I think, three inmates as of today. And um, we're doing everything we can within these prison systems to get the word out. We're trying to get information in so we can learn more about it, so we can find a way to uh, protect ourselves from this as well as advocate for uh, especially the elder prisoners that's up in here who can possibly contract it and, 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 and die from it. But if we're going to tackle that, you can ask me any questions on what are we doing from within that deals with that specific issue. And if you want to uh, converse about, you know, the elder and guys that have been in prison for a very long time in prison reform, we can go on that too. So feel free to ask me anything. Well, thank you so much for that. Um, if we, you know, they're 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 related, right? At this particular group of men that we here at California Prison Focus with PHSS are focusing on um, is just as vulnerable um, due to their conditions of being uh, incarcerated, well, in solitary confinement for decades, and of course, the great toll that the, was taken on their bodies for those that were involved in the hunger strike. So, um, yeah, we're going to want to, we're going to want to talk about both of those things. Um, so how about if we do it through the lens of this, um, of this pandemic, of this emergency of the COVID-19, of COVID-19, the coronavirus. Um, and I would love to read the letter and then we can go from there and we can talk about about this particular class um and and also yeah i would love to talk about you know what's happening on the inside and how it's affecting people not only on their bodies but their mental state and also how that might be for families okay i'm with hold on, hold on, hold on. let me see let's uh let uh new way we got a mediator with jack uh let Lupe read the letter first, Jay, and then she, and then we're gonna go from there. Exactly. She gonna read part part of it, and then I'm gonna part of it, so we can bring everybody up to speed. Because I don't want to overspeak uh, or pass nobody. All right, good. So hey. Lupe, you want to um, start the letter off, and then I, I'll I'll read with you. Uh, I'll pick up where you stop. Okay, perfect. All right. For immediate release, March 21st, 2020. Attention, Governor Gavin Newsom and Ralph Diaz, Secretary of California Department of Corrections. Demand for immediate strategic release and support letter for the principal thinkers of the 2011 and 2013 California prisoner hunger strikes and all members of the Ashker Class Action Settlement. California Prison Focus is calling on Governor Na Gavin Newsom and Secretary Ralph Diaz to act immediately under the current humanitarian health crisis to release imprisoned human rights activists slash members of the prison human rights movement and principal thinkers who authored and signed the historic 2012 agreement to end hostilities, including Sitawa Nantambu Jama'a, Arturo Castellanos, Antonio Guillen, and Todd Ashker see the full list of signers below. California Prison Focus stands by these human rights activists who were subjected for decades to the cruel and unusual punishment of long-term solitary confinement, who are not a threat to public safety, and to the contrary, are much needed in their communities. 
These men are particularly vulnerable to the COVID-19 virus and thus immediate action under the Emergency Services California Act, Government Code Section 8550, must be taken. In 2006, Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger used these powers to immediately reduce over prison overcrowding in California. This was the CCPOA versus Schwarzenegger in 2008. 163 Cal App 4802. We demand this same power be asserted today. These men have been historically stigmatized and devalued by CDC small r. Thus, priority attention to the highest level of government is critical. As we know, COVID-19 poses the greatest risk of death to the elderly and those who are medically fragile. Several of these principal thinkers with whom and for with and for whom we advocate have compromised immune systems, chronic illnesses, and complex medical needs, including post-shoe syndrome, PTSD, asthma, cancer, heart disease, lung disease, and diabetes, making them particularly vulnerable to the COVID-19 virus, according to the Center for Disease Control. These conditions were caused or exacerbated by decades of deplorable conditions, abuse, and medical neglect while confined within California prison security housing units, known as SHU. Throughout 2016, CDCR was forced to release approximately 2,000 prisoners from indefinite solitary confinement, California secure housing units. This victory came as a result of the heroic efforts of the organizers from the Pelican Bay SHU and the 30,000 plus participants of the 2011 and 2013 California prisoner hunger strikes. These strikes propelled the Asker v. Brown's litigation that eliminated indefinite solitary confinement. Ultimately, CDCR, who for years had presented these men as the worst of the worst, was forced to admit that the strike organizers and over 2,000 others who had been held in solitary confinement for 11 years or more could be released from SHU without risk to the public or institutional safety. Because of the sacrifices those individuals made, countless others have been saved from going through decades-long solitary confinement torture as they did. I'd like to do a quote here. Release the elders. We have to be mindful when talking about this coronavirus in prison and how it affects us. That the prison population already has an issue with health and the lack of proper health care and treatment. The unsanitary living conditions in prison were already at an epic proportion and have been continuously deteriorating. With that being said, now we have this coronavirus situation and the elderly at the highest risk. We need to look at the prisoners who they were supposed to start releasing in the first place after the Coleman lawsuit and release them right now so they can go home with their families in a safe, non-genocidal environment and where they won't be affected or put other people at risk when they come up in here. We demand and we should demand that the elders be released on these terms. The 60 and over bill should be passed. That's from Cage Universal activist Raji from No Joke Theater, Lancaster State Prison. Since their release from SHU, these men have been promoting the agreement to end hostilities and alternatives to violence on the yards and throughout the prisons. They have been engaged in positive programming and mentoring the youth around them. Many are active in community building and social justice work outside the prison walls. CDC Small R not only fails to recognize the huge contribution of these human rights activists, but has systematically retaliated against them and continues to undermine the agreement to end hostilities. CDC Small R's use of confidential information that is often coerced and unreliable is one of the several tactics being used to do so. Um, and we encourage you to look at Prison Focus Issues 53 and 59 on these. Testimonies from incentivized informants result in manufactured rule violations used to impose loss of privileges and one, three, seven, or 15-year parole denials. 
These are state-sanctioned policies being used to obstruct parole for those individuals that CDCR wishes to silence and or retaliate against and how they undermine the agreement to end hostilities under the color of law. This is also how they are undermining the decisions made by California voters with the passing of Proposition 57, 47, 64, SB 260, SB 261, AB 1308, SB 394, SB 1437, AB 1448, and other legislation passed to reduce California's imprisoned population. Okay, Minister King, you're on. Minister King, are you still there? One of the principal thinkers who is 61 years old survived 32 years in solitary confinement and has been incarcerated since 1981, who is known as a peacemaker on the yard and often referred as to the Mandela of the prison human rights movement, recently suffered from a stroke and still has not been released. This is in flagrant violation of AD 1448, which was voted into law to provide an opportunity for opportunity for relief to those who are 60 or older and who have served a maximum of 25 years of continuous incarceration, such as this individual and six of the other elders who signed the agreement to end hostilities and are still in prison to the chance of these men reoffending is negligible. So this is not an issue of public safety, but rather of power and politics. This is why we need transparency regarding the application of California laws to prevent obstruction through campaigns of harassment, reprisal, and corruption. Deliberate indifference. Another act of retaliation, including medical neglect, often resulted in repeated misdiagnoses such as asthma rather than a hole in the heart causing significant injury to individuals both physically and mentally from which many continue to suffer today those same lasting ailments are reportedly being untreated due to delays within the prison medical ducking system caused by the virus in addition many of those who participate in the 60-day hunger strike of 2013 now have lasting medical conditions such as compromised kidney function. One organizer and signer of the agreement in hostility, Raymond Chavo Perez, has already died in prison after surviving 18 years in solitary confinement, leaving behind his wife and family who were never able to welcome him home. Of the 15 years surviving signers of the agreement, the median age is 59, and the average time served is 33 years. Each one of these men spent no less than 11 years in solitary confinement. Not only has the torture not been acknowledged nor a restitution made, not one of these men has been granted parole, despite the fact that parole eligibility the dates for these men are as follows. 1982. 1984, 1995, 1996, 1997, 1998, 2000, 2004, 2005, 2016. These men have few of any valid behavior violations against them. Thus, 
the people who are at the greatest risk for death from COVID-19 who have contributed to a dramatic reduction of violence within California prisons, who pose the least public safety risk to our communities and have the most to offer must be released. The California hunger strike, the California hunger strikers and members of the Oscar class suddenly have suffered enough while in the custody of CDCR, small law. These individuals had their constitutional rights violated under Eighth Amendment ban against cruel and unusual punishment. Their illegally enhanced sentence must not be allowed to become death sentences. To this end, we represent the following demands for actions to be taken immediately. Our primary demands release all adults in CDCR custody who are medically fragile or over the age of 60, starting with the authors of the agreement to end hostilities and followed by the remaining members of the Oscar class settlement and participants of the 2011 and 2013 hunger strike. Apply AB 1448 as in Kenny. Demand two, the right for the signers of the agreement to end hostilities, the members of the Oscar class action in all 211 and 213 hunger strikers to be safe from retaliation as a result of these demands, including further torture, isolation, or as laid out in the prisoner's human rights movement blueprint, from being coerced, threatened, and blackmailed to betray fellow prisoners with false accusations. Our supplemental demands are as follows. Release to the public updates on the existing plan and procedures in place to address COVID-19 and how adequate care will be provided for all who fall under the COVID and Oscar class action settlement. Next, expedite parole hearings and release all people who have anticipated release dates in 2020 and 2021 to parole supervision. Next, provide free tablets within all CDCR institutions and facility email communication reporting services to support prisoners in the establishment and maintenance of family ties and bonds. This is needed to mitigate the closing of all visitation at CDCR institutions, which adversely impact family communication and bonds. Next, support Nancy Skinner's bill, 1064, prohibiting an employee of or a private entity under contract with the department from finding any state prisoner guilty of a rule violation if that finding or decision is based on or relies on in whole or in part on any uncorroborated information from an in-custody confidential informant. Next. Create transparency regarding the application of AB 1448, Prop 57, and other California resentencing laws so that they may be applied as intended. Next, drop LWAP. Reduce, next, reduce jail emissions by reclassifying misdemeanor offenses that do not threaten public safety into non-jailable offenses, diverting as many people as possible to community-based mental health and substance abuse treatments. Next, eliminate parole and probation revocation for technical violations for behavior that would not warrant 
incarceration for people who are not on parole or probation. Next, shut down immigration detention centers. And last but not least, end police brutality inside and out of prison. prison Okay. Um, What do you think? So there are, maybe we'll just read this one last quote from the founding members of the Prisoner Human Rights Movement, and then I would love to, to... get into a little dialogue because we've got about 10 more minutes left. I want to make sure that you guys, that both of you get a chance to um, speak on whatever it is that you need to speak on. So this is a quote from the founding members of the prisoner human rights movement. And then I want to encourage everybody to go to uh, prisons.org and um, read the whole statement on our website at California prison focus quote, We decided standing up together, asserting our humanity, even at the cost of our own lives, was better than rotting and dying alone in our concrete tombs. Nonviolent, united action was the only path that made sense. Our programs for the youth aim to break the cycle of violence. The programs we created show we are the best of the best, not the worst of the worst. Solidarity statement from the four prisoner reps, also known as principal thinkers. Mm. Okay. Okay. So I I I, I want to segue Jay in with a question. I want to ask Jay, what do you say to people who believe that, strategically speaking, tying the campaign to people due to CDC propaganda, people associated with gangs, quote unquote, the worst of the worst, uh, shot callers and violence may might damage efforts of other more generalized campaigns to free our elders. How do you feel about this particular class right here? How could you correlate to what was uh, that you heard today? And I'm going to get a whole floor to you. Uh, actually, it's, it's the opposite of what they are propagating because it's us that they look up to. Uh, let me give you a little more history about me. You know, I've been down since I was 16 years old, since 1989. I got 31 years in. Back in 2014, when they first started allowing us to get out the shoe, because I did almost a decade in isolation. So uh, when they allowed us out in 2014, they came with the Senate Bill 260, would allow people who was juveniles, who was like 16, 17, tried as adults, to uh, seek parole. Now, because I was in the shoe for the validation, they told me I had to postpone mine. So I, I postponed it up until like three years later, 2017. I went up for a parole hearing for a youth offender. They told me that I was eligible for parole in 2013. My eligibility had came. That's 2017. They said, due to some confidential information, that's one of the reasons that we're not going to uh, parole you. We're denying you seven years parole. And um, so I heard you guys speak on the thing about confidential information, how they're using that to uh, hold us. And I asked them, how could I combat something that I never was uh, received any kind of documentations to to uh, com- uh, 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 to defend myself of. I'm just made aware of this during this parole hearing. So now back to what you were saying about shot callers and things of that nature. A lot of times we all know that it's the people, whether you want to put these titles on them, shot callers or whatever, they are usually the guys that have spent many years in isolation who has actually brought about these peace agreements within these prisons. 
That's why you don't see mass uh, mass melees and, and riots happening anymore. It's because of these these guys that they label as shot callers. These are the guys that need to. Yeah, these are the guys who are principal thinkers. These are the guys that you need to free back into society because a lot of the young guys today don't have any guidance or anyone to lead them anymore. So that's why we have the society that we have today. And when I came out of the shoe, I came out in 2014. They released me from Pelican Bay and sent me to Folsom. As soon as I got to Folsom, within a month later, I was locked back up for another year. Because they fear the influence of a guy who's trying to instill positive uh, things, positive thinking into the uh, general population. They don't want to see that. So, uh, so they put me back. Well, they planted a weapon on me. They said I had a weapon in the cell, and I promise you till this day, I've never had no weapon in the cell. I was fresh out the shoe. So they put me back in there for a whole nother year. And uh, so they thing was to get me back to Pelican Bay. So eventually I made it down to the prison that I'm at right here. And I've never seen a bunch of young men who are running around like chickens with their heads cut off because they have no guidance today. And it's because the principal thinkers are taken out of this, 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 these, these um, general populations. And a lot of guys that come in here, they do not have no understanding on how the prison, I'm using the word, the prison politics work. And if they do have some understanding of it, they don't care. Because the people that they look up, go ahead, sorry about that. Go ahead. I want you to, I want you to talk about the, the work, the work where the, oh, yeah. the proletarian, the, the work that these men has united, like yourself and others. I want to talk about the positive things, because that's the highlighter, right? Because we already yeah. know they stipulated that uh, a particular class is the worst of the worst. Stipulation is good, good. The days that you already qualify, why you qualify to go home? Well, in in actuality, you would see I have multiple lawsuits, multiple uh, uh, court cases that I've got Mexicans, whites, Asians back in court. Um, It's due to these programs that they've been opening up because of people like us who's uh, implementing these new programs to facilitate. We bring a lot of people of different backgrounds into these uh, little small communities. And what it does is it enables, enables people to open up to each other. We have built some relationships through whether it's No Joke Theater or, or the Defy program, which is an entrepreneur program that teaches us how to become entrepreneurs, and other, other uh, programs that's been implemented in these prisons because of the peace agreement. agreement we're allowed to uh, coexist with each other now. Blacks, Mexicans, whites, Asians. There was a time before they started letting us out that this was unheard of. Today, we go out to these yards and we sit at the tables with the Mexicans and the whites and we sit and we try to figure out, okay, what could we do to better these programs to get these parole boards to start saying that we are really a changed class, that we don't no longer think the way we think in the past. It took years of us being at in that isolation unit for us to start coming together and realizing that we all have a common cause. And that common cause is one, to get freedom. But while we're in here, to be treated with uh, 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 with the humanity, that's the key thing. And we have been doing everything we can. Since Brother uh, Minister Pius got out, he's been giving back to the prison population. I mean, I don't know how he could do it by himself or with the people he got. He's doing so much for us, and we need more people like him out there. Like he uh, mentioned earlier when he introduced me, 
I don't seek rewards for what I do. A lot of times I just do it just to do it because I know that that's what I was put here for. And, and, and as I explained, I've been down in cross races since I was 16. I'm going to be 48 this year. And uh, I do plan on going home someday. But if I don't, I'm going to continue to fight this fight because I know, it's, I know it's bigger than me. This is not just about me. This is about a class of people, a class of people who has no voice. That's why today from behind these walls, I'm using my voice because the people need this to be heard out there. And um, we're going to go back to, you know, the, the, the people they call shot calls, all this. We need these people back out here. We need these people back on these streets because these are the ones that's going to get this stuff back the way it's supposed to be. And we need people to continue to fight for us because there are a lot of people behind these walls that have brilliant ideas to uh, uh, get this thing together. And I do everything I can for the youth. I write for youth. I wrote a book based on my life. Uh, 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 I, I attend every program that they got in this prison, on this yard. I try to bring people from the street and come into the prison so they can see how prisoners operate because once they come in here, they'll realize that prisoners are not as bad as what society that made them to believe. A lot of us have made a lot of mistakes in life, but a lot of us, a lot of us need to be given another chance. And I believe through avenues like this that give us a voice, people will start uh, uh, hearing us out. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Thank, that is a beautiful, uh, just a beautiful way, unfortunately, to, that we have to end this. But your positivity yeah. and your... Um, really just what you're bringing is, is so beautiful and so what needs to be heard out here. And we are, we are acting in community with you, of course. I want to give you, um, you, Minister King, either of you, we got about one more minute um, before we have to close out and uh, bring on our, our next program. Okay, yeah. Uh, well... We are not the worst of the worst. I'm a part of the brothers and sisters that's inside because in today's free, I'm still an uncaring slave. So the people that want to ostracize this particular class are those that fear reprisal. You know, I just want to ask you, what does freedom mean to you? So when I ask you that, make sure you go in Cage Universal. Make sure you go in prisons.org. Make sure your voice is heard to liberate the case voices. You you're sending in your letters. You're sending in what, what you how you want to be represented. If you feel you're being represented wrong or whatnot, this is your chance to speak out and say what's on your mind. Because right now is not the time for petty quarrels when a wolf is on fire. A man and a woman are two comrades, two people don't have time to argue. And look at Corona. We all see that the roof is on fire. CDC, we're demanding that they do the right thing for humanity. Yeah. All right. Thank and, you. Uh, Go ahead. Oh, and uh, for anybody who's looking for any suggestions, questions, or answers, um, I can't tell you what prison I'm in, but I am incarcerated, and um, I have an email that you can uh, contact me through, and I have my sister to uh Relay the messages to me, and I'll relay them back to those who are listening. My email, my email is J A Y B U R 
gmail.com. That's jburton114 at gmail.com. I answer anything, any questions, anybody that's trying to uh, tune in, trying to get into this activism movement that, that deals with prison reform. We're about all that. We want everybody that can help us, but we on some positive things. Don't think just because we're in prison that we're bad people. We just make mistakes, and uh, we just need everybody to get on board with us because we are the solution to a lot of them problems. Not only that's within the prison, but on the street as well. And I thank you for inviting me today. All right. Thank you so much. You two have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your afternoon. And we got you out here. Um, Again, uplifting humanity, all power to the people. And we are now going to have um, work week with Steve Seltzer. Thanks so much, everyone. Um, Stay safe, please.